The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter. But that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Jay Malski. Jay is a writer and performer living in New York City. A few years ago, Jay noticed a trend in his life of finding himself in intimate situations with men who had girlfriends. Having grappled with those feelings to the point of writing an entire musical sketch show about it, he's come out on the other side wanting to avoid those mistakes again to find real love. This is Jay's story. Hey, Jay. Hi, Brian. Thank you for being here. Oh, my God. No, thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be here. Yeah. How's your day going so far? Uh, it's good. It, this I kind of slept in a little this morning, which I rarely ever do. Cool. It was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for being here. I know I kind of like asked you to be here after seeing a show that you did. Yeah. Uh, Jay Malski slept, slept with my, my boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, so I saw the show and I was kind of like, oh, it seems like there could be some some things here that you might have had some relationship things happen yeah. in the past and you might want to talk about them publicly since you've done a whole show about it. <laughs> That's literally the entire show is just me talking about my uh, my. my my love life um, and the weird pattern that it that I noticed sort of uh, through it, uh, through my my love life and my relationships, which is uh, very it, it's a very fun show. It's very it's musical. I don't do it anymore. So I'm not like trying to plug it or anything. <laughs> you can't you can't see it if you want to see it. I'm Although sorry. we are recording all of the songs and making them like studio songs. Oh, so cool. that'll that'll be out. That'll live on. I too. One of the songs is out. Um, that last sad song. Hello. Yeah. Um, which that song is really good. You should track it down. Thank you. That yeah. was like when I saw the show, seeing that song, I was like, oh my God, this is like a legitimate Broadway song. Like it felt <laughs> like I was like, I feel like this could be in a Broadway show. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. It's very it's, good. You know, it, it is the moment in the show that like, um, cause it, the show I did it at Upright Citizens Brigade. So it's a, it's a comedy show. It's yeah, all, yeah, it's yeah. so the show is so fucking bonkers. Um, but there is a lot of truth and it's, it's grounded in a lot of reality. And that, I think that last song or actually, you know, in this, in the show, it's the, it's, it, I wrote the show at a time that I was going through. I can't remember if I was in the middle of the relationship or at the end of it, whatever it, the relationship was not good. (laughs) Yeah, it was not good. And I knew probably the whole time I should be out of it. And so I, I started writing, I wrote, you know, that I was thinking about that, that relationship and all of the intricacies of it and why I found myself in this terrible place again with a seemingly straight man and here we are, here I am again, you know, like in love with this person and not able to really, uh, for, not, for us not to be able to express our love and be, you know, out and be together. Um, and, and I started writing the show because I was like, this is a pattern in my life. This is, if I go all the way back to college, this is something I've done. I've gotten to these relationships with straight men Many of the time, I am friends with their girlfriend. Oh, God. Which is just <laughs> adds a whole layer of it. And I, I like to think I'm a good person with decent morals and values. But 
uh, you know, and going into these, I'm like, this is wrong. I should not be doing this. This is hurting not just myself, but people I love and care about. Yeah. And but you're fi- but f- you're just like falling into it anyway for yeah. whatever reason. Falling into it is a lovely way of saying it. Where in my mind, I'm like, fuck it, let's just do this. <laughs> <laughs> so. Was there like, who was like the patient zero of this? Was it like? (laughs) So patient zero was um, this guy in college. uh, I I feel like I shouldn't use names. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's call him Greg. Okay. Uh, Greg was, and I had only known him because he started dating my friend. Let's call her Jane. Okay. Greg and and Greg. Greg and Jane. Uh, Jane was... A very good friend of mine. We were best friends. We did everything together. We, um, I, I directed a like a show choir in college, and she was kind of there with me the whole time. She was the choreographer. She was a co-director. She was, we were super close. She was a couple a year older than me, I think. And so when I was a freshman, she started dating this guy, Greg, who was also like a musical guy, long hair, very <laughs> sexy guy. He was in like a the the um all boys uh a cappella group. God, we were such nerds. Uh I thought we were rock stars. But <laughs> <laughs> saying it, I'm like we were losers. So, uh it just happened one night. It actually happened on uh, another friend of ours birthday. Um we just started kind of talking about our attraction for each other. Um I mean, it had always been there. It had always been like a, a joking thing. But you're in college. You're just like, whatever. Yeah. Every, everything's like a little flirty. You're always a little drunk. Yes, and yeah. <laughs> in college, you just have a, a main, maintaining a level of like buzzed, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's a buzz flirt all yeah. the time. You're, just, you're constantly just riding this like wave, the crest of this wave. Yeah, it doesn't age well. Uh, oh, yeah, it turns real quick. Yeah, the second you're out, you're like, this is weird. I got to stop. I can't be in this place anymore. <laughs> but um, but that's sort of what it was. It always was. And I remember him and I talking about when he was a kid being, you know, um, attracted to men. And I always thought he was open about his bisexuality, even with uh, Jane. Like, yeah. I even I even have these memories of the three of us talking about it. And so I guess it was just always there. And then one night. It, we were at a bar and um, and it was it was very like premeditated in a way where we were like, we are both very attracted to each other. And if this were to happen, I was like, I know how much you care about Jane. And obviously I care about Jane, too. So if we do this, this just has to be our thing, you know? Yeah. Like you were strategically trying to not hurt this person that you both cared about, even though it's like logistically you can't yeah yeah, (laughs) it was so stupid like and that's the thing again i guess being in college you look back and you're like this is so stupid why (laughs) of course this would never work at the time you're like this is perfect we figured it out (laughs) we figured it out we can uh explore our attracted uh our attraction to each other in a healthy normal way uh outside of uh, by keeping it a secret and of course it's just sex so our feelings won't interfere with this at all we've been friends for years it'll be fine um and of course that that didn't happen you know and but it was something that we continued to to do for um the i I think the actual affair lasted like eight months okay and it was it was 
every terrible thing you think it could be. Like, we would literally be at their house, and she would go out and have a cigarette. We would be like, all right, we got seven minutes to fool around. This was our seven minutes in heaven. And it was odd, and it was sexy, but we would just, like, make out and, like, do play with, you know, like, oh God, that's a, like, I don't even know how to say it. We would do stuff, <laughs> yeah, you okay. know, we do like second base stuff okay. right there on the, <laughs> right there on the couch. Yeah. As his girlfriend is smoking a cigarette outside. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'd hear the door. Thankfully there was like a long hallway. Okay. So you, you could hear the door. It was a heavy door. You could hear the door open and we'd be like, okay, pull up our pants. Everything's normal. Everything's fine. Yeah. We were just watching, I don't know, fucking South Park. We were watching an episode <laughs> of South Park while you were smoking. It was so oh, great. Oh boy. Um, I remember one time this, because it, it is this weird, like adrenaline thing where you're like, Oh, I'm going to get caught. This is going to be cool. This is going to be fun. Um, there was this one time where, um, we were doing it and then like we were having, like that happened. They were out having a cigarette, Jane and whatever and whoever. And then we started playing never have I ever. And, uh, was it never have? Yeah, never have I ever or truth or dare. One okay, of those things. Okay. And uh, Jane like dared us to like kiss and like make out. And oh. I was like, oh, this is so fucking weird. Like, this is so weird. And we're going to like do this as if we've never done this before. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then he even it was, this is like the fun, weird part is that there. I remember this one like the song had like been playing while we were you know fooling around and then it came back on later because i'm sure it was like a cd you know that played on repeat at that time looping (laughs) yes and so he goes never have i ever um had sex during this song and i was like are you fucking kidding me like we did it just like an hour ago and so then like i guess we both Sip? Is that what happens when you play Never Have I Ever? I I didn't play a lot of Never. You never I played. I I played it. I just don't know the rule. I was not like a a party kid. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like I've definitely played it, but I I don't know. I always got bored at drinking games because I'd just be like, if you're gonna drink, just dr- <laughs> either drink or not drink, but don't like just sit around to like give yourself an excuse to drink. I don't know. That's that how is was... sort of how I felt because I never know whether you're supposed to drink yeah, or not. Yeah, I just, it's confusing. And, and I just, just like, drink all the yeah, time. So yeah. people are like, yeah, you, d- wait, what do you mean you do, you own 8,000 dildos? And I'm like, oh, look, I just want to drink, kids. I, d- I don't know. Yeah, I'll just be <laughs> sipping over the course of the game and just, I'd, I'd actively play the game, but I'm not following the rules because I'm just sipping the beer that I was drinking. I don't know. Yeah. I was not the most fun in those situations. <laughs> And then they never, you never finish a game whenever you play. It was just like, and I would be the one who's like, guys, let's finish. Like, if yeah. we're going to start this game, let's, I don't know. I can't, we don't need to get into my, your feelings on, on <laughs> just being <laughs> a bad party person. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, you were like, you, so you were really like in this deep in this scenario that was just like not a healthy scenario. Yeah, to be it was, in. it was deep. And I, and of course, at some point you realize like, oh, I actually really care about this person. Yeah, Yeah, I guess that's the thing that you didn't think was going to happen. Yeah. And then there was this one, I remember this one party was at my house and everybody was there. And Greg was like, he he would like take photos. Like he loved photography. So he was taking photos throughout the entire party. And I think he said, can we put these on your computer? Let's go put them on your computer so you can, you know, 
put them to Facebook, which was new at that time. Facebook was new. It was the only social media. So (laughs) everybody wanted everything on it. Um, And so I started downloading them. And as I, I remember coming back in like into the party, into my bedroom later and like being like, oh, okay, let's see if they're done downloading on my computer. And I started flipping through them and literally every single one was just like a picture of me. Like it was just, I was like the focus. Like he had taken all these photos of you. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of photos of the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Keira Knightley Love Actually situation, <laughs> right? Where it's like. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. And you're like, oh. Literally. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and, and there was that part of me that's like, just uh, maybe you're thinking too much of this. Maybe. But like, I couldn't get that sinking yeah. feeling out of my gut that like, there is something way more going on here. And. You know, and and my thing is, I, I'm I'm a I'm a rule follower, <laughs> so we set up these rules for this relationship yeah. that were let's not let let's not bring Jane into this. I don't want to hurt her in any way. So I was just like, I'm not going to explore this. I'm not going to explore the love part of this, as heartbreaking as that is. Yeah, because the thing that sucks for you is that like even though you found yourself in this like kind of shitty situation, you then had these real feelings that you couldn't really do anything with yeah and that's exactly it what am i supposed to do with these feelings yeah like what am i supposed to do with them and and i just i was like i'm not i'm not and so i just ended it i was just like it's over i'm not doing this anymore i can't you know and it, and it was really tough because then of course you miss that person and you just like you obsess about them you can't think about anything else and all of that um, it was painful. It was really painful. And I think, so that was the beginning and <laughs> that was the beginning of yeah. my, that's patient zero. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think from there, I just kind of, every other relationship has been something, something similar. And I have these, I have these things where I'm like, I'll tell my friends, you know, that that's sort of the thing that happens to me and they don't believe it. They like, they don't believe it. They're yeah. like, okay, you obviously do something to like, you know, you're attracted to this. I'm like, maybe, but also I, it just happens. There was this one time I was living in DC at the time and, um, (laughs) uh, I was at a bar with somebody. We'll call him John. John, uh, was like a teacher and he was, uh, in the, in the comedy world. And there was one night he, he was, he was sober and there was one night we were all out and he was just like, I saw him drinking, but I was drinking too. It was after a show. Yeah. And I didn't really think anything of it until he said, let's get shots. And I was like, yeah, let's get shots. And then I literally turned and I was like, wait, you are sober. What are we doing? And, and I don't know. He made some excuse about, you know, his girlfriend was away or whatever. And I was like, all right, well, fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if if that's the way it is, cool, whatever. However yeah. you want to tell yourself this. And then he tried to kiss me or like hit on me or something. It was it was definitely a mix of all of that. And I was just I was so thrown by it and I was like I am not doing this. I'm not going down this path. And I told some of my friends about it later that night or the next morning and they all were like that's not true. That's there's just no way. There's no way that's <laughs> true. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you don't have to believe me, but this yeah, happened. Like, 
And then two weeks later, we all were at the same bar doing the same thing. And he, John did the same thing, but in the, in the presence of my other friends. Okay, and so now they were there to witness they it. They were there to witness it. And I was like, do you believe me now? <laughs> like, what else I, do I have to, what else needs to happen? I'm not willing this to me. In yeah. fact, now, and this, that was one example of me being like, don't, I'm not even fucking going near this. Like, this is just too volatile. Also, I'm not in college anymore. So this. <laughs> yeah, at a certain point, this becomes like a little sadder than it was at the time. Yeah. And it was, it was tough because I also. You know, you have there's somebody in a in sort of a position of power that I've yeah that's up. like a totally different dynamic yeah, right yeah it's that like, I've looked up to that I felt like I've I've been in some way I've had this kind of like put them on a pedestal yeah you know and then to have them real you realize they're a human and they make mistakes and then they're putting that on you is like ugh, this is just yucky yeah because it's not just the thing that you've been dealing with for this period of time in your life, it's like, then it's this other whole dynamic of like, yeah, this is a person of power that's yeah. throwing me in this weird situation that now I have to like live with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, that's all, that's a whole weird thing in the, in the world that I was in, in comedy in DC, which is, you know, I mean, it's, it's before what the world is now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we talk about these things and I mean, even then I knew it was inappropriate, but I wasn't like, I was like, oh man, I just feel so bad for that person. I just feel so bad for whatever they're going through, being sober and clearly off the wagon. Yeah, like they're dealing with some stuff. Yeah. So it's like y- you kind of let it go when you're like, no, but that was shitty. Like, I, yeah, I shouldn't have been put in that situation yeah. by this person. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's that weird. It's, it's a, it's a, I think it's a, at that point in, where I was in the comedy community there, it felt like, well, is this person a, a, a mentor, a teacher, or are, they, are we actually at a point where we're friends? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and there there are those two ways to look at it. And sort of, I, I kind of think I put that on myself where I was like, I guess I guess you're right. I guess I thought we were friends. I just feel weird about this. Um, yeah, because I guess it's, even if you were just, fr- like, even if you were friends, it still was like a breach of that, right? Yeah. It's like this weird thing that then, like... Y- Again, like you're, you've had these past experiences where you've gotten to that point where you're like, no, I don't, yeah. I know what's happening and I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. And I think I got to that point. I mean, so that was probably what, seven years ago where I was just like, probably six or seven years ago. And I was like, well, I, I'm glad I can make that. I'm at a point in my life where I can be like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not getting involved in this weird thing that somehow I attract the universe puts in my face and I'm like tempted by it all the time. Uh, so I thought I was doing really well. And then <laughs> I guess about two, two and a half years ago, I'm in New York and literally the same thing happens. <laughs> um, not if this person was a peer, this is the person that the hello song is written about. Okay, And it was just somebody I, I really, really cared about. I, I liked so much and it literally was exactly what it was in college where, I mean, he came on to me very hard and I was like, well, of course I'm attracted to you, but we are not doing this. And I said it to him. I was like, we are not doing this. I've been down this road before. I know your girlfriend. She's standing right there, dude. And I am not in college anymore and I'm not doing this shit. 
but he was very persuasive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so here I find myself in, I, this was a long one. This was like 18 months on wow. and off, on and off. And um, he has children and Ugh, it's yeah. all, it's all convoluted and very weird. And it was one of those things where I kept, I, lo- I loved, I loved the feeling that we were when we were together. I loved those moments and I cherished them because they really did make me feel so good. And it was beyond a point of like the sex, you know, like just the sexual attraction. It was like when this, when I'm around this person, they make me feel like I, um, I am sexy and I am loved and I am cared about, you know? Um, and that, so that was a hard thing for me to reconcile, like, because being in it in the moment and then, and feeling all those things and then stepping out and being like, oh, okay, but here's the world we actually live in where we can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the second you're in it, it's easy to forget about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you kind of like have that moment of way of like, oh yeah, but this works until you put it in the context of yeah. everything else that's around, right? It's like yeah, and and the same thing again, and and this is probably something I should talk to my therapist about. It's like <laughs> I establish these boundaries, and I'm like, okay, here's here's what I can handle. I don't want to know your kids. Don't yeah, yeah. don't I don't want to know them. Uh, so please don't like, let's not make this a thing. Yeah. So these are like the rules you're setting up again to like justify you being able to do this. Yeah. And, and probably a little bit of a, here's what I think my heart can handle. Yes. Yeah. I have to protect myself a bit. Yeah. And this is how I have to do this. Yeah. And the fun thing about those rules is that they mean nothing. Yeah. They're totally just (laughs) you making them up. So it doesn't matter what they are, but you're justifying it by saying they're a rule. So yeah. Yeah. And I, that one ended at a point because, like I said, it was on again, off again. And I would constantly be like, we are not doing this anymore. Yeah. So the on again, off again was you being like, I can't like I can't. This isn't fair. Yeah. I, I just can't do this to myself. I can't do this to you. I can't do this to your girlfriend. I, I don't I, I just don't want to do it. And he always found a way to be kind in those moments, which made it even harder. Yeah. You know, and say things like. Maybe not now, but maybe, maybe in a year, maybe we'll figure this out. And, and until, until then I'll always love you and care about you. And, and, and I can't wait until we can be this. And I would be like, no, dude, no, you're not listening. Like, <laughs> you're I can't, not yeah, listening I can't. to me. This is over and done with. Um, but then we'd find ourselves in the same spot six months later. And yeah. For me, it really culminated in a moment when he was like, I I don't know if it was just the heat of the moment or what, but he he said, marry me. And I literally laughed in his face. And I said, marry you? I was like, I would never marry you. You're a terrible boyfriend. And I don't mean to me. I mean, you're a terrible boyfriend to your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Why would you think I would ever marry you and i think that was a moment for the both of us where i mean definitely for me where i was just like oh this situation is yeah a mess i don't even know where his head is at and so i can't yeah you know yeah i mean because it feels like again like this is something you've fallen into a few times like was there a part of you that just felt like 
oh, by being in these situations, I can't, like, really be vulnerable and, like, really be hurt because I'm, like, there's a safe, like, there's sort of a safety in this really, like, Mm -hmm. fucked up way, right? Mm -hmm. To say, like, oh, well, this is all I can be and this is all I can do and I can't actually, like, put myself out there. Did you feel that at all? Absolutely. And I think that's exactly what it is. You summed it up so nicely is that if I... If I do this, I'm protecting myself and I can't really get hurt. But the reality is I do get hurt. And yeah. I hurt myself even more so intentionally because I'm adding this this constraint to what could be a really great relationship, a really great opportunity um, to, to express myself and be vulnerable with somebody and care about them. But the thing is, I, you know, you can, in those moments, you can think you're being vulnerable. So let's just take that last example of me saying, I love you so much. I love all the, the feelings that we have for each other. I care so much about you. And I'm so glad we are, do- we are doing this. But even then, are you really being vulnerable? Because it's almost like a pretend world that I've made up for myself. Yeah. Is you, it real? Yeah, you kind of know that. You can sort of say anything because the circumstances that you're in aren't really, yeah, I'm not real, but they are real. But it's like they're only so real because there's another thing. It's it's yes. living in another thing. Like, and that's one of the things I said to him in one of my numerous breakup texts was, I love all of the things that you showed me about yourself. I love all the vulnerability. I mean, we talked about death. We talked about our our grandparents, both our grandparents being dead and how we think they look after us and and yeah like really really deep stuff and i would say i love that you showed me that part of you i don't know if that's a real part of you yeah because it's god uh, yeah i've i mean i've been in like i've been in a lot of circumstances through my like uh, post college like just after college i felt like i found myself in a situation a lot of being really invested and into people who i couldn't be with mainly because of like distance or whatever it was right and it was just like somebody that i was really into and she lived across the country Mm -hmm. and in my head i could just say like oh well this can't work out because of this and it was just like protecting me from actually like being in any real relationship and being hurt right but i feel like yeah i'd have these like vulnerable conversations with these people and be like oh well we can't be together but we can still like have these conversations and do this Mm -hmm. And yeah, like thinking back on it now, it's like, yeah, it was real. Like I was saying real things, but I was also like protected Mm because I didn't, there was no consequences. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it feels very similar type of like. So then I, so then if you think about that and if you, if you really sit and live with that reality, can, can I say what I was actually ever in love with these people? Was it really love? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, because you're like, your feelings were real, but they're like almost in this vacuum that mm-hmm. you knew could only exist in that space, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, man, that's like a tough thing to have to. Yeah. And it gets to, and it gets to be too much. So that's when you're, and that's for me when I'm like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. The second you have that thing where you're spiraling into this thought process of, is any of this real? Does any of this matter? Yeah, you're not. And the nice thing is I've set up a really great world for myself where I can easily extract myself. Yes. Yeah. I guess it's like the second it's too much, you just be like, okay, great. And now I can just exist in the other world. And I'm not doing this anymore because what were we? Yeah. We were never committed to each other. You had a girl. You had a girlfriend. You had a whole other life that I cannot be a part of. 
I will not be a part of. And so I'm just going to go back to my life. Yeah, it's like extremely crushing for you. Like you're putting, you can't wait. Like you're just not in a situation where you can be happy, but Mm -hmm. it's also, I guess you're in a situation where things are safe. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just like, uh, this is not a fun place to be when you, when you really start to think about it, like, which it feels like you've gotten to that point where now the fact that you've written a whole show about it, you probably (laughs) had to like grapple with these feelings a bit. I hated that. That last monologue at the end of every show was just like, you know, and it was, I, sometimes I'd improvise it a little bit. Sometimes I'd be way more into it than others. And I, it was tough. You know, I mean, I did the show, I did that show for, I think almost two years, maybe just shy of two years. From, you know, concept. Yeah, the first, yeah. The first time I did it until the last show. And it was, it took so much out of me, you know? It it just, because you every time you're reliving those emotions. And I mean, that's the consequence you pay of yeah. writing a solo but show based on truth. Probably made the show better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it probably made it a better show experience. Like, I thought it was a great show watching it. Thanks. Um, but yeah, do you, does so do you feel like you're on the other side of it now? Like, does it feel like... I feel like I'm on the other side of it in that I just don't go down that road anymore. I just, yeah, I really do feel like I, I'm not going that I, I, I definitely care about myself more and I, I, I love myself more. And so I think I've been doing a lot of work on like loving myself and demanding that I, only surround myself with people that are going to treat me well. Yeah. And that I'm only going to get into relationships, friendships, uh, romantic, otherwise. I'm only going to nourish those and take care of those relationships that are feeding me positivity and rather than toxicity. Yeah. So I, you know, if I have a, next time I find myself in a relationship where I'm like, oh, there are rules established, I'll probably be like, just get out of yeah, this now. I, yeah, you're like every every time you're getting you're figuring out something that can keep you it from away from it the next time. Yeah, which and, yeah, and I think that's that's a healthy thing because that's what you want to do in life is that you're you're hoping that you learn from all of your experiences. Right? Yeah, you want to grow as a person. Yeah, and figure it out, and also yeah, this thing you said of like you care enough about yourself to not do this stuff or be yeah before it's like it was probably easier to ignore Mm -hmm. yourself a bit and yeah it's like yeah and a little bit it's almost like a little bit of coming out in a way like you i i realized that those those sacred moments i would cherish with um that last guy who i realized wouldn't come up with a fake name for um but (laughs) those moments that I spent with him where I did feel like myself and I did feel vulnerable and I, I, I was able to, we were able to express our uh, love for each other that that deserves to be real. That that deserves to live in that outside world. It doesn't, it doesn't deserve to be a compartmentalized thing, closeted thing. That's what that was, was being in the closet. And look, I've been out as a, as a gay person since I was in high school I don't, there's no need for me to have my relationships be in the closet. Yeah. I don't, that's not how I live my life. And yeah, because it's like you've proven to yourself that you can be vulnerable and you could be these things. It's just like the the courage to like be them in a scenario where it's not in a bubble and it's yeah. like out in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, I mean, I know the show isn't going on anymore, but you I, you said that at some point you're going to be recording these and they'll be available to like find online or whatever. Yeah, you can find. So the first single, um, Hello, which is that that very, very sad song, is available on iTunes, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of them. Um, that's available now. Cool. So you can download that and listen to it. Um, is there and- anything else you got going on or... That- uh, I host a show at Caveat once a month called Dead Talks, which is TED Talks by dead people. Um, I'm on a mod team at Upright Citizens Brigade. And oh, you know what? One that I have coming up a lot is a Queer Ball sketch show, which is a bunch of uh, queer people uh, at UCB. And we do a sketch show, I think, once or twice a month. Um, so definitely go to Queer Ball because I'm part of that and it's new and it's fun and I love it. Cool. Yeah, and keep a lookout for the rest of the songs on all your music platforms. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks so much, Jay. Thank you, Brian. This is how we love This is how we fight For something that's right Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin. And this is Love Hurts.